Optimize My Life, the ultimate radio show where we unlock the secrets to living our best lives. Now, before we dive into this exciting journey of self-improvement and empowerment, I want to take a moment to thank our incredible sponsor, The Hope Collection, for making this show possible. Their unwavering commitment to spreading hope and positivity in our lives is truly remarkable. We believe in the power of interaction, so we want you to be a part of this incredible journey. Call in, write to us, or connect on social media. We'd love to hear your questions, experiences, and challenges. Together, we'll create a thriving community of like-minded individuals, supporting each other to thrive and shine. Good morning, and it is Monday. (laughs) It It is is Monday. It's the start of a new year. Huh? It's the start of a new year. Oh, yeah. Sorry I wasn't on uh, last week. That's okay. We were having technical issues anyway. Oh, okay. Um, The whole week of Christmas, we had no shout. The system was down. Oh, wow. And then when I was going through and doing, you know, all the analytics of the shows and, you know, getting ready for the board meeting for the whole collection that sponsors this, mm-hmm. we already, by the end, by Christmas, we've already done over 300 shows. Wow. So I was, God told us we need to take a vacation. Yeah, it's funny how he does that, isn't it? Right. Well, we have a, a gentleman, um, an older guy that does the Thursday shows, and he got really sick. And he kept talking about how he needed to slow down, start an actual physically retire. He mm-hmm. was doing construction after he retired from his desk job. He didn't listen, didn't listen. I'm like, you just need to slow down a little bit. He ended up falling off the ladder and breaking his heel and his foot. Well, that'll do it. That was the joke. I go, see, God could be just sick because, you know, you need to start slowing down and enjoying life a little bit. You didn't listen, and now you have to slow down. (laughs) (laughs) He'll give you the subtle hints. If you don't listen, he's going to push you. That's right. We have to learn to listen to our bodies. That's for sure. <clears throat> so, anything new and exciting happen? <sighs> the Bible study, what well, we took a break from because of the holidays, um, I'm taking that core or that online version and creating a, an actual in person version of it. 
our military and first responders and um, ended up pitching it to my church. They approved it, and they sent me to the town board meeting to talk about it, to bring it, you know, bring awareness about it. Mm-hmm. Small businesses, if you want to promote your business and you want free press, go to your local town meetings. Everyone is covered by media. And um, we ended up getting a full write-up in the front page of our newspaper for it. Wow. You ever been in marketing? I have a degree in it. Oh, okay. Well, that explains a lot. (laughs) But my degree, I did it while I was stationed overseas. It was back in the early 2000s when they first started online college mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is back when they you know this is before social media this is before anything to do with the internet the internet then was just like the yellow page directory and really creepy chat rooms right i've had to do a lot of re-education on marketing to incorporate social media and all that other stuff Sort of like what Yoda says, we have to unlearn everything that we learned. Yeah, basically. And you that's true, almost anything. Especially in this day and age, everything changes so quickly. If you don't stay on top of it, you have no idea what your kids are talking about. Amen to that. No, I still don't know what happened what they're true. talking about. And sometimes they talk to Dagon fast, can't understand them anyway. <laughs> yeah. But I'm guilty of that mm. one too. <laughs> yeah, just slow down, take a breath. Well, some of us, our brains move so fast that our mouths can't keep up. And I was a kid. Remember back in the old Looney Tunes, Speedy Gonzalez? Oh, yeah. That was my nickname. (laughs) And the other one was Diesel. Was what? Diesel. Because if you're in, like, the Midwest, especially, like, Minnesota or up in Alaska, Diesel truck. Never stop running. You all, they leave them running all the time. It's so cold. Oh, diesel. Okay, yeah. yeah. My mom <laughs> never stopped running as a kid. <laughs> and the funny part is, is my daughter's now the exact same way. You know when she's awake because her mouth doesn't stop moving. <laughs> My husband looks at me and he goes, Now I understand what your grandma was going through as a kid when you were a child. The energizer bunny, huh? She does, doesn't stop moving and going and going and going. Oh boy. 
Now, is it just hyper or is it just she's anxious to learn? A little of both. Um, she's very creative, mm-hmm. which causes chaos. But, you know, for the most part, she's always trying new things. Or she's got this idea in her head and she's got to put it out there. It is, and it's hilarious, too. Um, a couple of years ago, she couldn't find her swimsuit to go swimming in the pool in the backyard. And instead of tending, spending a little bit of time looking for it, which, by the way, was in her drawer, she goes and gets plastic bags and makes herself her own swimsuit. Well, necessity is the mother of invention. That's true. <laughs> and it's kicking the pants you need to do, get done what you need to get done. Well, military always says make it happen. Yep. And duct tape is our best friend. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Duct tape. <laughs> Remember back in like the 80s, the Red Green Show. And it was on Channel 2, this redneck guy. And he would make and fix everything with duct tape. And that was just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Did he have a, uh, like a fishing cabin that he'd sit in? Yeah. He was in? Yeah, I, I remember that. Oh, he was hilarious. Mm-hmm. used to love watching that show when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. Me, I was... Uh... I, I, I like doing new things. And looking around. <clears throat> they call me the Mad Hatter. Now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, for me, it's a good thing because I look at it this way. We're we're all mad here. You know, you have to be a little bit crazy to join the military and survive it. Well, you don't have to, but it helps. (laughs) It makes life more entertaining when you're stuck in the rut. Yeah. And be able to survive the mundane. Because, you know, everybody thinks that, you know, life in the military is so exciting. (laughs) Yeah. It's real exciting out on bivouac in the rain. All that good stuff. Yeah. Except for now, they don't train in the rain. 
That does not surprise me. What do they train in? <laughs> nice weather. No, when it rains now, they have to sit under metal buildings and wait for the rain to stop because, you know, you could damage government property. Kids can get sick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, the enemy uh, doesn't stop. No, that was the joke when we were doing the training was, yeah, you know, we're out there starting to rain. Well, we're going to be out. Let's meet back here at, you know, 01200, two hours after the rain stops. Then we'll continue this mission in this battle because, you know, we don't work when it rains. <laughs> yeah. There's no No, I used to be, but what is these days? I'm sorry, what was that? I said it ain't, it's not like it used to be, but what is these days? Not a whole lot. No. Right? There really isn't. And, you know, the sad part is, is so many things people look at the past, to our, what's going on now. And they're like sitting there comparing about, you know, you know, kids that went missing back in the 80s and the 70s. You know, back when we always joked about, you know, God, it's surprising we survived our childhood. All the dumb things we did as kids. You know, going outside unsupervised. That was like, God. Your parents were neglectful because you went out without being watched. <coughs> you, know, you played outside from sunup to sundown. You only came, if you were a girl, you only came in the house to go to the bathroom. Boys didn't even come in the house for that. That's true. <laughs> you know, you need a drink, you got the garden house. Hell, parents didn't know where we were half the time. And it's funny when you talk about it with your parents or, you know, the things you did when you were young. And this is why we didn't tell you what we were doing. (laughs) Yeah. But it's sad. Kids in this generation don't get to experience that freedom of just being able to be outside playing and not having to have that eye over their shoulder. So, with the start of the new year, starts the new goals, the new resolutions that 90% of the population don't obtain. <laughs> but I'm also, no yeah, I don't either. 
um, it is, was the baptismal of Jesus. And, you know, and a lot of Christian beliefs and faith is when the Bible really fully began, the story of Jesus really became, happened was after the baptismal. Say that again. Um, for a lot of the Christians, when it comes to like the story of Jesus and where the Bible really puts forth, you know, his story and really begins that story, there's not a lot talked about growing up. There's a few little clips here and there of him growing up, but for the most part, when he really started doing his ministry was after the abysmal, or the uh, baptismal. Yeah, that was the beginning. Right. But the Spirit came down and drove him into the wilderness. And that's when all the challenges and all the things, you know, really start start happening. And so many people, you know, we talked a little bit about this and like reboot and stuff like that. You know, when our lives get hard, we always question the validity of our faith and God and we have this big misconception that you know God's supposed to make our lives easier well you know we have this delusion is that you know there's this brick road we're supposed to follow and everything if we follow this road perfectly it's going to be hunky-dory perfect It's not. It's not. And there's no promise ever in the Bible saying that. (coughs) You know, but we have this delusion of that. True. Our illusion is not his sight. He sees deeper than we can. Right. And then when I talk about this, the what comes to mind all the time is um, the original Santa Claus movie with Tim Allen. And that's when Tim Allen becomes Santa Claus for the first time and he's up in the North Pole. And... Judy, the little elf girl, is explaining everything. He keeps saying, I don't believe this. Seeing is not believing. Believing is seeing. Mm -hmm. And, you know, which works great when we're kids. As kids, we have this belief and we follow this belief blindly. 
know, we believe our parents are going to, you know, care and love us and treat us great and, you know, and all this stuff is great. But as we get older and we get inundated with society and all the bad things that happen, and we develop this, you know, mindset and thought process, we forget about believing And uh, we start questioning everything. And then we get into this delusion that life has to be perfect all the time. That doesn't help that, you know, we live in a society that reality TV is so prominently everywhere. But we only ever film either the conflicts of life or to make great entertainment or the perfect side of life. And so we get so wrapped up in this delusion that everything always has to be great. And so when things start hitting the fan and bad things start happening, it knocks us down. And we tend to give up. We lose our faith. Or we question our faith. I guess my my question is uh, what what part of faith are we we questioning? That I think a lot of us question if God even exists. You know, we're in this delusion that you know if he was this great powerful person. Why is he make what he and he's so good? Why would we have so much bad? You know, all these things that happen to kids. Why would he allow that? You know, why did this person die but not this person? God gave us free will, and in free will, we've give, given our own minds in everything that happens in this process is based on decisions that we make on our own. And there's consequences. He gave us the opportunity to choose. And each choice that we make is... uh, has its own consequences, like you said. I agree. The new year, the new day, time for new thoughts. Right? 
Exactly. And we forget a lot of that, the cause and effect of things. But, you know, there's a quote from an interview that Denzel Washington did. And I didn't realize until I started really listening to some of the things he talks about, how much faith he really has and how strong of a Christian he is. Mm-hmm. And... um He talks about, you know, when you're following the path, you're doing the right thing. Every good leader in the Bible gets tested. Every person that's strong in their faith, including Jesus, go down the bad hill, the bad path. You look at it, you know, Satan's reign is earth. And his whole goal is to test our faith and who we are and our perseverance and start getting us to question things. So as you're following your path and you're doing the right thing, he's going to put bad things in your way to get you to re-question what you're doing and your, what you're believing in. So what do you think about Ephesians 4.11? What is that? You can't give me a good, a name I can pronounce well. <laughs> Ephesians. The Church of Ephesus. So he gave the gift to people. He appointed some to be apostles, others to be prophets, others to be evangelists, pastors, teachers. It was he who gave gifts to people, appointed some to be apostles, others. You know, that's kind of true. I mean, it's not kind of, it is true. You know, some, and we're, you know, this is the one, hate them or like them. But when Trump became president, he did one thing that we've been needing to be done for a long time, and that is making faith okay again. You know, for the longest time, we were kind of ostracized if we believed. And now we're seeing more people speaking out about faith. And how it's okay. And making it, you know, front and center again. You know, one thing we talked about at our house a lot, and we've talked about on the 
on different shows here is that lack of faith is the downfall, a lot to do with the downfall of our society. <clears throat> In the sense that um, it's our moral compass. It helps us to do right from wrong, but the big thing is, is, you know, having that person to talk about it and help answer questions, but also, you know, having that faith is a huge, has a huge scientific proven, it doesn't have to be in God, a faith in something, in whatever belief system you are. But it has a huge impact on your mental health. You know, and people look back. Mm -hmm. Huh? It does. Mm -hmm. It does. You know, one of the things that, you know, um, a lot of people talk about is when you watch some of these old 50s and 60s television. Or you look at people from that time period when faith was, you know, you went to church on Sundays, you ate dinner together, you did this, this, and this. Everybody seemed a little bit happier, even though life sucked and they were stressed out. Having that faith is like having that guide with you, but it also helps, you know, the biggest misconception with faith is, is that people who don't believe or question it, faith is a crutch. And some people use it that way, yes. But really, you know, it's, I always call it like a Jimmy Cricket. It's that voice inside you that helps you work things out. It helps give you that extra that you need. So when things go bad, you're not internalizing it all yourself. And when you're asking for help and you're getting those voices or those signs inside you of which way you need to go or what needs to happen, when you put it in God's hands, that opens your viewpoint to see it more neutral. So you can see the path you need to go. Because we get so wrapped up in ourselves. We get so wrapped up in everything around us that we get that tunnel vision. And we can't see where we're going or what we need to do. All we can see is the negative. You know, by nature, humans are negative creatures. We have to learn to seek the positives. When we change the way we look at things, the things we look at change. Yeah. I love that quote. The thing is, is the reason why we are negative by nature is it's a survival skill. Now, that part of our brain and we call it the Neanderthal brain, part of our brain, because that has not <laughs> evolved yet. 
And it is literally our brain is the laziest muscle in our body. Ironic is all the things our brain does, it conserves so much energy that it works the least amount in the sense that its whole function and function is to keep you alive. And so when we get these feelings, we get these thoughts, we get, you know, everything embarred at once. And it's the same as being in the military and you're programmed and you're taught and you're trained and trained and trained to go against every natural instinct of run away from danger. You're taught to run towards it. And so, you know, that part of our brain is designed to look at the negative, to be negative and give us that doubt keep us alive even though some of the things that we deal with has nothing to do with life or death it is literally just that automatic function and having to learn to rethink realistically but positively and we have the new trend of gaslighting which means that we take everything in the world to make it positive that's not helpful being able to look at things in a different viewpoint, but be positive about it, it's another story. Yeah, military definitely gives you a, a different uh, site to look through. Yeah. The part was, or is, but it's also the most damaging part, is how to look at things and see things as they really are and look at the details in being able to analyze and figure out a solution And think of, and as you're working on one solution, you're looking at five different scenarios and solutions at the same time automatically. So you're able to figure out a problem, fix it, going, but the problem is, is learning how to shut that down and slow down. When we don't need it to, to be that way. not having to always be on that constant alert status. Man, I'm still getting over that. I know we had a discussion at my house the other day about it. And uh, made the comment to my husband because it's just, you know, in the civilian world, we're helpless about it. You know, we face an enemy in the military. It's very easy to deal with them. You just shoot them. <laughs> you know, there's a clear-cut enemy. There's a clear-cut, you know, battle buddy. In the civilian world, crap happens all the time, and there's nothing you can do but wade the storm. You have to 
remember, you know, to just breathe and deal with it as one thing comes along after another. And that's the hard part for, for us anyway, is being able to wade that storm, that continuous storm that never ends. Yeah, every day. But what we have to learn to do is the storms aren't there to uh, push us away from anything. It's there to teach us how to dance in the rain. That's true. And that's where faith comes into hand. And learning how to accept what we can't control. By accept, I mean ride the ride the wave. You know, not worry about everything. Figure out the solution that you can, and just deal with it. Learn to walk on water. It's hard, but, you know, well, every problem is 10,000 solutions until we tension on just one, then it's gone. Right. That is true. We have these uh, what ifs floating around in our brains, but until we focus on one, we'll get nothing done. My grandson does that a lot. (coughs) What if if this happens? What if that happens? I said, well, what if it doesn't? That's it. You know, that's... We can learn a lot from watching our kids or grandkids. Mm Mm-hmm. And going back to that thought process. And accepting what we can't change. You know, like um, the easiest way look at it is um, Jeremiah 29.11. Now ask the Lord for wisdom, grace, and calm to learn, accept, and obey for his primary will for your life.
do that, it helps you see things differently and helps you wade that storm out a little bit more. There's a lot of us control freaks. It's hard to accept things that are out of our own control. We want to try to fix it, change it, make it better. Mm. Mm. Well, and the thing is what we think is better. And what we think is better is for the short term, not the long term. Because when you're in that moment, you're not looking that long term down the road. You're looking at the immediate situation. In those in those situations, uh, a lot of times we're just in it for instant gratification. This is an instant gratification society, and we we built it. We we made it that way. Mhm. And it's even worse now with electronics and cell phones and high speed internet. You know. Yep. People get frustrated when the internet's slow. You know, I was a generation before internet. And I remember dial-up coming out. Like, every time my husband gets mad because our internet gets slow or whatever, I look at him, I go, just remember dial-up. Oh, yeah, dial-up. Oh, I hate that. You know, I used to download a song, and it would take all night. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And God forbid your phone rings. Huh? And God forbid your phone rings, because it would disconnect and you have to start all over again. Yes. I was going to say that. You get about halfway through it, and all of a sudden your phone rings or power goes out. So you got to start all over again. <laughs> yeah. And you have to put the disc in the computer just to even start it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember those. It was five and a quarter inch floppy disk. Yep. Not the three ones. Oh, man. I and found we one of those. Huh? I found one of those in the basement of my house. <laughs> hmm. We have our own little Smithsonian section in our basement of all this old stuff so the kids could see progress of, you know, things throughout the years. <laughs> Like, before we had electric mixers, how women used to have to make everything by hand, literally, with an egg beater. 
and cranked. I remember those. Yeah. I actually still use those potato mashers for making mashed potatoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's that too? But making a meal was like a grueling process. <laughs> you know, it was an all day event. It was. And Sunday's after church meals was, oh, man. You used to put it in the oven before you went to church, went to church and came home, and it was done. Yeah. You don't even dare do that now. You're afraid your house will burn down. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're watching. What was it? Dennis Amenet. And she goes and gets going and leaves the pot on low all day and goes to the store, goes to church, does this, does that. And it's still cooking on, you know, basically it was a crock pot before they had crock pots. And I'm looking Mm -hmm. at it, I'm like, oh, my God, not worry about your house burning down? Pressure cookers? I still use one. Oh, they scared the daylights out of me. My mom had a pressure cooker on the on the stove one time, and uh, she walked into the into the bedroom or something, and heard this loud boom, and came out and crock pot blew up. Yep. Uh, not the crock pot, uh, pressure cooker. Yeah. It blew up. And the little. Little tab thing came loose, and it's amazing how much stuff can get through that little hole. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's nuts. She said, "I'm not using that anymore." <laughs> I literally thought that was what was going to happen yesterday because I got the kids as cold, so I didn't feel good. So I was making homemade chicken soup, and so. I took and put chicken in the crock pot, and I go, all right, it needs to cook for an hour. So Andy decided to be helpful, and he turned it off, but then he decided to take the little pressure thing off the top before it depressurized. The whole house was just full of that chicken smell and that steam and all that liquid coming out the top, and I'm like, oh, my God. I run in the house. <laughs> put it back on. Put it back on. Put it back on. Put the thing back on. Pick it up very carefully, very slowly. Put it in the sink. Now run cold water on top of it to depressurize it. Then you can take it off. Hmm. I was waiting for it to blow up. I really was. <laughs> well, thank goodness it didn't. Well, I have the rule. If whoever caused it to blow up has to clean the ceiling. <laughs> yep. 
it will put dents in the in the ceiling. That's for sure. Oh yeah. I don't know if they still use those in uh, in Europe or not. They have really cool ones. They're electric. We're starting to get them out here. And it's all like self-contained. Where it automatically shuts themselves off. I know Germany uses them for sour, like with making sauerkraut. That's how my grandma always used hers for two things. Sauerkraut and soup. And, uh, so she would take and make pork hot and cook them in the pressure cooker first because all that fat and pork helps deteriorate some of the um, sourness of sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. And then we'd eat it with mashed potatoes. Oh, yeah, I love that. My son's starting to eat it now, but I love it. That's what I grew up on, a sauerkraut and liver. and. Oh, yeah. Pork and sauerkraut. Mm-hmm. You have to have pork in it, oh, one version yeah. or another. Oh, yeah. But you need to have the fatty pork when you make sauerkraut. Mm. Yes. But medical <clears throat> doctors say, no, that's not good for you. Yeah. Nowadays, if it tastes good, it's not good for you. The problem is, is we take it to extremes. But like yeah. when you're making when you're making things like sauerkraut, that fat is being rendered off. You're not actually eating the fat. You know. Not like when you get a steak and you want that marble and that fat and you eat the fat. Yeah, that's good. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) In moderation. All right. But that's kind of the insane part of human nature is that we are very extreme people. We... And that starts off from children. You know, you give them an inch, they take a mile. (laughs) And there are some people like that, too. You give them an inch, they take a mile. They never grew out of that phase. They never grew out of that phase, that's right. And the sad part is, is actually... um, Girls tend to be worse than boys. Hmm. And why do you think that is? I think a lot has to do with genetics. I really do. And I'm only saying this. I'm not trying to get out of anything. But, you know, watching my daughter. And... I am not one of the, I'm the opposite of most girls. I'm not one to, I'm a girl, do it for me. I'll ask you to do it. And if you don't do it, I'm going to do it myself. My daughter is the opposite. And now she's developed this new tactic 
when she really wants something, and I haven't learned figured out where she picked this up from, she'll come up to you, she'll smile, she'll cock her head, and then she'll bat her little eyes <laughs> and get that, oh, please, I'm so cute look. And she's been doing it she was, since she was little, and she's perfecting it. And I look at her, and I go, go deal with your dad, because mom doesn't fall for that stuff. So go. Mm-hmm. You know, they, modern society blames it on, you know, Disney princesses. And I'm sitting here watching some of these in, like, Snow White and all these. No, not really, because all the princesses. Yes, the prince helps them out at the end. But for the most part, most princesses solve their problems. They deal with it as it comes. With help. You know, I look at like Cinderella. The fairy godmother came and helped her. And, you know, like, we need help to solve problems. We cannot do everything by ourselves. <coughs> Stigma that we're creating. We're forgetting that. There's some things we can do by ourselves. There's a lot of things we need help with. And that's worth you know, faith comes into play. And the only reason I'm putting two in together is actually my daughter did the other day. She goes, Mom, God's like a fairy godmother, isn't it? I sat and thought about it, and I'm like, yeah, you're right. You ask for help. Huh? Huh? When they say you ask for help, you get the answer. When you put your faith in God's hands. May not always be the answer we want or want to hear, but he'll answer us one way or the other. Well, if you look at Cinderella, it was the same way. You know, she wanted to go to the ball. And the fairy godmother is taking mice and turning them into coachmen. She's looking at them like, you know, no, that's not right. You know, a pumpkin into a coach. You know. Mm-hmm. It wasn't what she wanted, but it turned out right in the end. Or it's not what she thought was going to work, but it turned out the way it was supposed to be in the end. Yeah, it goes back to that scripture. He'll take that, uh, he'll turn bad into good. I don't know what it is. It's Corinthians, I think. Not sure. Good. 
Looks like we're coming up on the end of the show. We are. We're um, we're out of time for today. Yeah. Hours go by fast, Uh, don't they? Yeah, they do. Get to talking and sharing. Good stuff. Yes, sir. Is there anybody else online? Um, not today. I'm gonna okay. I to start marketing and putting our shows up on social media again. Okay. Yeah, I, I like to get a good discussion going and it makes time go by even faster. <laughs> right? But we do have a set um actually a pretty good listener he um list that listens to the show after it airs. Oh. Very nice. Hey, did you get any snow out there? Okay. At 9 a.m. Eastern for Rebley Theologian. And join us back here at noon today, Eastern Time, for Hometown Heroes. Well, have a good day, a good night, and we'll see you back here next week. Bye for now. See ya. Thank you for tuning in to Optimize My Life Radio. We hope you found today's show insightful and empowering. Remember to follow us on social media at Optimize My Life for updates, additional resources, and to stay connected with our community. Join us back here tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern for another enriching episode as we continue our journey towards a more fulfilling and optimized life. Until then, take care, and remember to... It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.